Today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone from adults to teens and even children can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Again, that's csbible.com. Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And I'm Timothy Markhide. <laughs> and on today's <laughs> episode, we're going to ask the very difficult question of what happens to those who have never heard the gospel. It's going to be an interesting conversation today, one that I actually don't have a definitive answer myself Uh-oh. on, so we're going to flesh it out here on the podcast. So, uh, Mark, are you ready? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Wait, so did you just hear what just happened there, Fuller? I, I didn't, but that's pretty funny when you were explaining it. You were doing your <laughs> intro, and I'm like, why do I hear our voices somewhere? Well, my phone was playing a different RTC episode for whatever reason on my phone Oops. while we were doing an, an intro. That's funny. Welcome to the RTC Inception, right? Inception? Wasn't that what that movie was called? Inception? Yes. Yes. The one with the dream within the dream within the dream within so the dream. So at the end of the movie, do you, do you remember how the movie went? No. I've had some long conversation about this. Is, is did the movie end with him in a dream or in reality? Oh. The top kept spinning. You never know. That's the problem. I I think he, I think it was a dream. I think it was a dream, and it was just a happy place. Yes. Oh oh, it started oh, playing oh, again. I heard it that Stop. time. Stop! I'm trying to find. I'm trying Stop to pull up the review in Apple Podcast. Well, like, you want to listen? Well, while you continue to play our old episodes, I yes. want to bring up a, a, a very important subject oh, before we dive in. Okay. And that subject is. Have you seen the new Disney movie, Encanto? Bro, I'm Encanto. a parent of seven children. I listen to the soundtrack listen, multiple times per day, I, and the movie's on at least one per I day. I keep dreaming, house. and I wake up, and I'm like, oh, we don't talk about Bruno. What? Oh, We sorry. don't talk about Bruno. No, but, but the, we're going to talk about him. But the interesting thing is I watched a video today on like, it was like 10 like things you may have missed during the movie Encanto or Encanto, however in, you Encanto. pronounce it. Is it Encanto yeah. or is it Encanto? We also, so Evie spent her Christmas money on a, on a, on a Mir- Mirabelle? Mirabelle? Mirabelle yeah. little, little doll. So she carries Mirabelle so around everywhere. That's all. Uh, so Noelle's birthday is coming up in about a month and a half. Oh, and she said, doing an Encanto she, she said, I want an Encanto birthday. <laughs> and all she's asked for is Encanto like toys. Really? That's, that's all she, and she's like all about the movie. So, all right. But the, the, so some of the things that they mentioned on the, which would mirror, would, would Mirabelle be considered a Disney princess? So they said, no, she's not a princess. Even though they were leaders, they really? like, this was like one of the first, which I was like, well, okay, Mulan's I had to think about not it. not a princess. But she was kind of royalty no, afterwards, no, and so she wasn't. She's married. So a they've talked about like she's not like considered technically a princess, but she might be like an honorary princess after all this. But another thing was that she was the first lead female role in a in a Disney movie to wear glasses. Yeah, I had to think about it too, and I can't think of any lead role, lead female role, right? The very main character right. that wears glasses. So. I was like, that's an interesting point. They also said that her sister, uh, yeah, Louisa, I can't think of anyone else with Louisa, 
Luis? The, the flower chick or the no, muscle chick? the muscle chick. I don't know their names very so well. So had, you know, if you think about it, um, back in the 90s, they would have never portrayed yes, a yes, muscle-bound woman. Yes. They would have always been a man in a male role, and so it shows, like, the strength of Right, but the actress, like, too. basically was like, no, we need to draw her with... Like, it was yeah. the actual voice actress yes, that, like, that, like no, we, she needs. It. Yeah, she needs to be this way. Did you know that, in fact, that that is the most sold costume? Really? Is is muscle chick girl. Hmm. Interesting. I, I, don't, I, I don't know their names well. So, another fun, fun thing that they pointed out, and this will be my last one, okay. but... This was one of the... And I'm going to get my unpopular opinion about this movie. This is one of the... <laughs> I got a funny story on top of that, so after yours. But this is one of the first movies where there hasn't been a, a villain, any type of villain figure. Did you know that? If you think about it. There was no villains. It was just a family having a family quarrel. Uh, was there a villain in Frozen 2? Because I think the villain of Frozen 2 was Elsa against internal struggle of Elsa. I don't know if there the, was technically a villain. There though. was a villain. It was who? their grandfather who dammed up the river, which caused all the quarrels right, and that war. Was, but, but that's not the villain going against the protagonist. There wasn't no, an antagonist. No, but there, there was, he, Elsa was her own antagonist, right? No. Elsa was just finding herself. It was the, the grandfather was like the villain type because of the conflict he caused, which caused the that's true. That's issue. true. So there you go. So what was your unpopular opinion of the movie? Well, I'm pulling this up to make sure I say this right. Here but, we go, guys. Um, no, no, no. A, a stat from the most popular episodes. For some reason, I looked at our most popular episode stats before we started the last episode that we actually started recording. Sure. A little bit ago. Sure. The 10 most downloaded episodes between December 23rd and January 21st, right? Like, you know, the New Year's one was big. The the Speaking of Truth and Love one was big. Number 10 was episode number two. Which was? Is Disney causing our kids to walk away do you from think the in, faith? Do you think Encanto caused that to be up there in the rankings? Maybe people were looking up like after Encanto Maybe. came out. They're like, I mean, I huh. feel. I, I remember when we did that episode, and Janiel was like, "Guys, you can't say is it causing us to walk with faith." And then you guys talk about your Disney favorite Disney like, shows. We're like, come addicted. on, guys. like come on. <laughs> like, I remember Janiel was like, "But that, that was episode two, man." Like, we're sorry, people. We just got started. I we just got started. I, I just thought that I was thought funny. it was a good episode. But unpopular opinion. All right, here we go. Encanto happened, yep. and then they lost their magic, and then the the, the house. Uh, no, no, yeah. check this out. The house's last thing was it saved uh, Mirabelle yep. and then said goodbye to her, and the and the flame said goodbye to her as well, right? Well, then it really said goodbye. The flame went out, and then the, after the flame went out, the door just went like, eh, right, because it was dead. I I think that they should never have gotten their magic back. Okay, so fun fan I think theory they should not have gotten their magic. back. Fun fan theory, right? The reason why. Maribel didn't have a gift is because when she put the doorknob in and everything lit up and glowed. That was her gift. That was her gift. She was of the, restoring. She was the new candle holder. She was the new gift holder. Rather than rather than her grandmother. She was the next generation. It passed the torch onto it. Yes. See, now that's, so that, that's it, it revitalized. Good because the doorknob said, well, what's the It revitalized and then they had the picture uh, of the whole family. Family magical. The, what was Mar what's Maribel's last name? Uh, Ma Madrigal? Because there's an M for the doorknob. Yeah, but, right. I, but there's a piece of me where it's like, is that supposed to stand for Mirabel? No. I don't know. No, but, but it, so she, her, so it, it symbolized the passing of her grandmother's like holding of the candle and then the revitalization of her gift is now she holds the, the uh the, the which the, I thought the, was a very the fun matriarch the matriarch got yes. passed the torch of yes. the matriarch. I was like, man, that's a really good Which fun which is fan cool, theory. which is cool. But think about it. The whole premise of the story was 
they could be a family without their magic, and that family was the most important thing. And if sure. they would have rebuilt the city but it wasn't, without their magic. It wasn't just the family. Look at the end, though, right? It's the community, how right. important the community was. So they were always saying, well, we got to do these things. But then the community came at the end and helped them Which rebuild the house. Which they didn't need the magic to no, be a family. No, they had the community, but the community right? also had them, and the community was showing the appreciation of what the family had done I, for I the community. I think it could have been more powerful if they leaned into the fact that they didn't ah, get their see, magic back and why. And I what can they do so. with Because their magic isn't what defines them. Because that's, that was part of the story, was the, the muscle chick was like, all the burdens are too hard for everyone else to carry. I have to carry. Yeah, and, and in it the doesn't. end, she was in the hammock I, being. You but know, they proved that. Of. They proved that, and then the gifts came back. Of hey, now we're a stronger family, and with our gifts back, we can do more. For I the feel community. like this would have been the greatest segue into a Christian conversation about how we need to make sure that we understand our identity in Jesus before we can use our gifts in the church, which is what we talked about. That's last, just like, a youth pastor. That's and you that's, talking. that's a, the last two and a half <laughs> See, hours. You were you were worried about not having anything to banter about after just. <laughs> We just chit chatted for, for two, two and a half, half hours. hours about life in between episodes. But can I just say I hate? Can, can, can I say a pet peeve from a from a former youth pastor to the other youth pastors? Sure. You know how they make those memes about like you know in Spider Man there was no way home until they did this. Well, I can tell you about how you can find no way home until you found your relationship in Christ. Like those like stupid transitions. Sure. Where it's like you take what's popular and then like the infinity gauntlet, like you know. You mean kind of like what you were just doing with the canto? Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Well, it's more like the cheesy sermon series uh-huh. that are built around all of it with the same graphics. And I'm like, guys, come on, we're better than this. We are better than you this. just were doing it. <laughs> well, it's like, but there's so many youth pastor memes where it's like the second a movie comes out here, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find one. Okay, while, while, you talking. while you're finding that, I'm gonna switch back to my funny story about Encanto, right? So Luisa is singing her song, and I don't remember. My kids can sing it almost word for word, but I can't. You know, it'd be nice if the meme pages did not post so many memes. Yes. Just saying. So she's singing her song, and Janiel looks at me. This first time we're watching the movie, this is like uh, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. I can't remember which day it was. And she looks at me, and she goes, you know, these songs just like they're not as good as like the good classic like Disney Frozen like OG, songs like OG and then like now we look and like they're topping the charts all the songs from that movie and I'm like what was that about not being as good she's like well I just met the Louisa song and I'm like but it's, because, but it's top of the charts but, and it's really good but they're bops though man man I thought that all the music was great like I was like solid. I really liked it like the we don't talk about Bruno we like, don't talk about Bruno my, my favorite no, line no. is like the kid and he's all like uh, seven foot free rats along his back when he calls your name it all just fades to black like that's my favorite line through that whole song and it i don't know why you just it's had just like a nice soulful it was just like that's 90s rock and roll grunge in that but man. that's that's how he sings it it's like man that is so cool i love that line and I, it means nothing like it well it means something in the movie but like it's not like it's like a powerful deep meaning like spiritual saying or line. I just like the way he, that kid's singing. I'm like, that rocks, man. <laughs> I just like the kid that was freaking out so much, and she goes, and that's why coffee's for grown-ups. Yes. <laughs> like, that's the line that uh, I, I LOL. You know, I'm not going to lie. The I first time I saw that, I'm like, it. that's Mark. That's Mark on that Jamaican <laughs> Blue Mountain. <laughs> like, oh, the dudes and dads. When we, when we redropped the class replay, there's a little piece of me where I'm like, I don't want to because I was hyped the snot up. It was hilarious. It was it was so bad, It was man. good. It was, it was a good time, though. That is the where we learned about the roadcaster though that and is that's true. where Thank we like Andy oh man andy all right so before we go into what our we actually need to talk about yes, for sorry. the show question for you though okay 
what's your three? Uh, we'll do we'll do two questions. What's your favorite OG Disney movie? Like we're talking like not nineties. We're talking. We've already talked about. I this, know, but though. it's been a while. But but what's your favorite OG? And then what's your favorite? I would say nineties and newer. Like OG, oh, like OG, like like Cinderella, okay. Peter Pan, Snow White. I would Beauty. say, I would say, see, that's so, Sleeping Beauty. It's I'd hard. consider nineties because that was, was 80, that 90s? it was eighty nine. Okay, it came out in eighty nine. I'm thinking like the original, like Dumbo. So I would have to say, if I had to pick from all the OGs, like seventies prior, probably Pinocchio. Oh, I hated Pinocchio. Oh, I love Pinocchio. I was scared of the Pinocchio. Now movie, I can't man. show. I was scared. I of can't it. show Pinocchio to my kids because they would be scared of it, but. I just I watched it over and over. See, and me over. it's Peter Pan, I've man. I've got no strings to hold me down. Sorry, Peter Pan, bro. Peter Pan was good. I love and Peter I liked Pan. Peter Pan. I still love Peter. But Pan. But I looked at Peter Pan. I'm like, this is kind of like a chick flick. <laughs> but like, like Pinocchio, it was like, man, it had like it had ah, gambling, bro. it had smoking, it had like getting swallowed by a big old whale, it had to cook him out, and like, is it Book of Jonah? It basically, <laughs> it was basically the, it was like, he lied. So he got thrown into it. was the, like, it, it, you know what? It was like the prodigal son and the book of Jonah combined together. Here we go. <laughs> no, see, but Peter Pan was just good. Like I enjoyed the songs. I, I love the lost boys. Sure. Hook and I, to sure. this day, it's, I, it's a good movie. I love watching captain Jake and the Neverland pirates because yeah, of that. I never got into that one. I got into it, but it's still, a, it's a good movie. Right, so favorite, favorite, more modern. Disney. So more modern. <laughs> This one's hard. I know what yours is going to be. What? Lion King. No. One and a half. Well, that's, that's, that, yeah, but Emperor's New Groove. It's so is good. so good. I still watch that all the time with the kids. I and also the kids are love like, Mulan. It's funny. I do too, but. I love Mulan. I think my newer, newer, okay, so let's go, let's go 90s to 2000s first, okay. and then we'll go 2000s. I would say Emperor's New Groove is like the goat for some reason, because it's just glorious, but my favorite, I, I love Lion King, and I love okay. Mulan. So, so we'll go Lion King for I'll your go, 90s. I'll go Lion King for 90s. For 90s. We'll go Lion King. I'll go Aladdin. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. I'll go Aladdin. Oh. And then let's go 2000 to 2010. I would say Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's, but again, but I love Mulan, and I love I, Hercules. See? And- but Hercules, Hercules, that was that was oh, 90s. You mean Hercules. Hercules was ninety eight. Like I think I think Mulan was ninety nine. Maybe. But I just love Emperor's Hercules. New Grief. I think you mean Hercules. That's I would have to say one. either Hercules or Finding Nemo in the two thousands. Mm. Or I'm sorry, Emperor's New Groove or Finding Nemo. Finding in Nemo time. was good. And then 2010 to now, I would probably have to say Encanto. It's probably. It's it's pretty good. I, that I, or Moana. I still love Fro. I, I still love Frozen. <sighs> I love Frozen. All right, all yeah, time. Last okay. one. All time favorite Disney song. Go. <sighs> all time. Just drop. Oh it. What's man, the one that you got? I love listening to this one. Oh, that's a hard one, man. Come on, just. If I say, all right, pick. We a don't Disney talk. Song. We don't talk about Bruno. I'm gonna have to say it. That's where I'm at. We don't talk about Bruno. That's probably my new all time favorite. Whole new world, baby. I do. The, I do Aladdin and Jasmine parts. Homie. Oh well, of course. I mean, everybody does. But if I have to pick my favorite, like it's Bopping song. Oh well, we Bopping is different. I'm talking about just All-time like favorite. I love, 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 love. To love. me, it tops the charts. Top Bopping. I can't wait to be king, homie. I just can't wait to be king. Sorry, I should have put your reverb on your voice <laughs> on that one. I, you're never ready for it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. But you people don't know us, but we have a lot of control over what we can do on what, on our little audio can. mixer. Like I could put, I don't know if it's gonna let me put. That's Phantom Power. I don't put Phantom. Don't pro- don't, don't 
you're going to screw something up here. I am going to screw something we're up. At, That's all right. We're at 16 minutes, but, all and right, we haven't even so gotten that far. Let's get into the fun stuff of why the people are actually here. You know, the coffee we're drinking, we already finished it before we started. Well, yeah. Last episode, we drank the Columbia from Brew It Forward Coffee Co. Same and we thing drank we just it, drank. And we did it, and this is the, I would say the way most people brew coffee, just through a normal coffee pot. Just a, just a regular old drip drip. This stuff was good. It was, it this was so good. So, so use the coupon code RTC for 10% off at Brew It Forward Coffee Co. Uh, yep. Let's get into the fun game, though. Let's get into reviews. Review. All right, we have a review. Man, we're trying to go really fast. You slow uh, down, sir. So Todd S., back on January 6th, said five stars are not enough. Five stars are not enough? Beautiful. Thanks. Th- uh, your, your name is Todd, so thanks, bro. Um, it says, <laughs> like, wow, so I work a lot and usually have headphones in and was looking for a podcast a couple months ago and found this one. I'm already on episode 100. Wow. Many I've heard twice because I'm constantly suggesting them to my wife so she can hear them too, so we listen together. I love that it's sometimes different opinions, but they still work to find the truth. So I'm talking about boss. That was a really pathetic high five. Um, Well, It it has further taught me how those conversations should happen in love rather rather in efforts just to prove your own point and has opened my eyes to so many quote-unquote debaters that are not trying to find the truth, but just trying to win the argument. Mm. They have taught me so many things about so many topics, and I feel like they are here with me while they talk. I have grown so much of my faith with the help of Mark. And fo- I spell my name Mark with a C, not Mark with a K, but that's okay. You I know what? You. Just qu- calm down, Timothy. I, his real I'm, name is Timothy. I'm caffeinated right now. Calm I have down, grown Timothy. so much. In- that's my dad, and, and and he's with Jesus right now. Hey, I have grown so much in my up. faith <laughs> to help uh, Mark and Fuller, and I am always so excited to go home and talk to my wife about what I heard in RTC that day. They helped me grow, and they create so many real Christian talks in my own household. Thank you guys again. Well, Todd that's what S., it's about. Dude, we want to get you a mini swag bag, bro, so email us, us your address or Facebook message, what, Instagram DM, whatever your choice is, text, it don't pigeon. matter. Yeah, call, leave a voicemail, whatever. Get whatever us, you got to get do. Get us your address, preferably written. Get us your address. <laughs> we'll send you a mini swag bag. Yes, indeed. But before we jump into today's hard conversation, we have to do our new uh, uh, part. What are they? Party cue? Oh, you still cues. wanted to do that? I want to do a party okay, cue because we'll I chose it. another one, and you, I don't really know what chose I chose. It. I didn't. I thought that I picked too, the coffee cup. I thought your Disney questions were going to be like. That was nah, okay. we just having fun. People learning about Mark and Fuller. All right, here you go. Uh, okay. With whom would you want to work on a team from The Office? Like from the show, The, the Office? The show, The Office, which is fitting because of our, our, our Instagram post. It's pretty Right, fitting. but I don't, I don't know the Office characters. I would say if I had to choose somebody I'd want to work with, it'd uh-huh. probably be Dwight. Because I would so be a gym, and I'd be like, I'd put a stapler in Jello. I just would. I've seen a total of one complete, maybe two complete episodes of The Office, but so I don't know. Tell me you would not somebody to go, Michael, Michael, <laughs> all the time. It'd be great. I would drive me nuts. I'm sorry. It would drive me. I mean, I would say, I would. It, say it would Dwight. drive me. I don't. I don't. I don't know how to answer that because I. I don't. I generally don't know. Then you should just probably stick with a, a Michael. Timon and Pumbaa. Timon and Pumbaa. I'm not, okay, I know enough about The Office that it is not going to be Michael Scott. <laughs> no, I am not going to be dealing with those very awkward staff meetings. meetings. <laughs> I've seen enough clips that I know that that is not what I want. But listen, life. listen, he likes to wake up in the morning to the smell of freshly cooked bacon on his George Foreman grill. <laughs> 
I am so lost right now. Uh, anyways, I am so lost. So we're almost at 20 minutes. What do Let's you say jump we jump in? Into you it? set this episode up because this is going to be a conversation right. that neither one of us really want to have. This is a hard conversation that I thought I knew where I stood until I started researching more. And then I'm like, I'm just, I'm not 100% sure. I th- I'm going to tell you my opinion at the end of this, but we're going to flush it out. So what Let's I'm going to do, work through, yeah. I'm going to read through. through this, it's going to be really boring for the next 10 to 15 <laughs> minutes. It's already been boring for the last 20 minutes. I'm going to read through this stuff real fast, and then we're going to just hop right into the conversation of how we feel about this. Does that sound good to you, Mark? That sounds good to me, boss. Let's go. uh, Mind if I scroll Instagram for a little bit? No. Okay. You are not. You got to pay attention because you're going to have to talk (laughs) about this. You're going to have to help me figure this out. All right, let's do it. What happens to those that uh, never get to hear the gospel? So Martin Luther said, God writes the gospel not in the Bible alone, but also on the trees and flowers and clouds and stars. Mm, Uh, So there's two different stances on this question. There's inclusivism and exclusivism. Okay, those are big words. Inclusivism is the belief that salvation is only through Jesus Christ, but there there may be persons who are saved without knowing it. They are redeemed by the person and work of Christ they do not consciously embrace, but simply Jesus may save some who never hear of him. And we'll get into more of that in just a second. Exclusive, I'm holding my tongue. Exclusivism is the view that redemption is possible through only faith in the gospel. This has been the predominant Christian position throughout church history and remains so among Bible-believing evangelicals today. So let's look at the scriptures behind both. These, these come from um, the Gospel Coalition. This is where I got some of these scriptures at for both of these, um, which we will post a link in the show notes because I forgot to put it on here, but I also have it saved, so it's all good. Um, salvation can be found apart from God's spe- special revelation. Uh, Romans 2, 1 through 16. Therefore, every one of you who judges who judges is without excuse, for when you judge another, you condemn yourself since you, the judge, do the same things. Now we know that God's judgment on those who do such things is based on the truth. Do you think any one of you who judges those who do not who do such things yet do the same that you will not escape God's judgment? Or do you despise the riches of his kindness, restraint, and patience, not recognizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? Because of your hardened and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath. When God's righteous judgment is revealed, he will repay each each one according to his works. Uh, eternal life to those who by persistence is doing good, seek glory, honor, and, immor- uh, and immorality immortality, I'm sorry, (laughs) but wrath and anger to those who are self-seeking and disobey the truth while obeying unrighteousness. There will be affliction and distress for every human being who does evil first to the Jew and also to the Greek, but glory and honor and peace for everyone who does what is good first to the Jew and also to the Greek, for there is no favoritism with God. For all who sin without the law will also perish without the law, and all who under, uh, sin under the law will be subject to the law. For the hearers of the law are the are not righteous before God, but the doers of the law will be justified. So when Gentiles who do not by nature have the law do what the law demands, they are a, a law to themselves even though they do not have the law. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts. Their, conscience, their consciences confirm this. Their competing thoughts either accuse 
or even excuse them on the day when God judges what people have kept secret according to the gospel through Christ Jesus. So Mm. basically what they're saying through this is that the law of God is written on our hearts. So uh, if we do good things, even though we may have not heard the gospel of Christ, we will be judged upon what we knew consciously by what God has laid on our heart. And so as long as we obey those truths, that's what we will be judged on in the end. I'm holding my tongue. I'm holding Hold my tongue. tongue. Right? I'm holding it. I'm not saying which way I believe yet. Not but, literally, but that would be kind of weird. Well, yes, that would be. Uh, so number two, God does not want anyone to perish. Second Peter 3, 9, the Lord does not delay in his promise, as some understand delay, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. God reveals himself to all through creation, Romans 1.20, for his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen since the creation of the world, being understood through what was uh, he has made. As a result, people are without excuse, saying basically that every person throughout the world, whether they've heard the gospel or not, can see God through his creation. So God reveals himself. So if they believe what he has said, they can be saved. And if they don't believe, then they're without excuse. So exclusivism. So that was inclusive. That was, that was inclusivism. inclusivism. Okay. Which we'll, I'll read the definitions before we get into the, again, before we jump into the conversation. Fight, fight, fight. Fight, fight, fight. Okay, exclusivism. <laughs> the only way to God is through Jesus. John 14, 6 through 7 says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will also know my Father. For now, from now on, you do know him and have seen him. Um, the importance of hearing the gospel, Romans 10, 8 B through 15. This is the message of faith that we proclaim. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart resulting in righteousness and one confesses with the mouth resulting in salvation. For the scripture says everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame since there is no distinction between Jew and Greek because the same Lord of all richly blesses all who call on him for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on him they have not believed in? And how can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So take away from uh, exclusivism. It sounds like uh, no one is innocent. We are all under sin, and God will judge sin. Romans 3.23 all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. First John 3, 7 through 10. Little children, let no one deceive you. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who commits sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God was revealed for this purpose to destroy the devil's work. Everyone who has been born of God does not sin because his seed remains in him. He is not able to sin. Because he has been born of God. This is how God's children and the devil's children become obvious. Whoever does not do what is right is not of God, especially the one who does not love his brother and sister. So God will deal with evil. Second Peter 2, 4 through 10. For if God didn't spare the angels who sinned, but cast them into hell and delivered them in chains of utter darkness to be kept uh, for judgment, and he did not spare the ancient world, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others when he brought the flood on the world of the ungodly. And if he reduced the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes and condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what is coming to the ungodly, and if he rescued righteous, righteous Lot, 
distressed by the depraved behavior of the immoral, for as the righteous man lived among them day by day, the righteous soul was tormented by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment for the day of judgment, especially those who follow the polluting desires of the flesh and despise authority. Welp. Welp. So let's go back. So, okay. Let's go back and I'm going to read the definitions and then we're just going to, we're going to flesh it out. Okay. So inclusivism is the belief that salvation is only through Jesus Christ. But there may be persons who are saved without knowing it. They are redeemed by the person and work of a Christ they do not consciously embrace. But simply put, Jesus may save some who never hear of him. Exclusivism is the view that redemption is possible through only faith in the gospel. This has been the predominant Christian position through church history and remains so among Bible-believing evangelicals today. Right, so so I hear all this, right, and sure. so I'm I'm thinking through it, so and let's hear your thoughts on it first. Well, it, it's hard because you know I I see both sides where it's like you know how can we say in Romans where it's the fact of you know you can it's the same thought that Martin Luther had that 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 the Apostle Paul had where you know you see God's attributes in all creation and therefore no man is without excuse because right. they've seen the work and handiwork of God, right. You also see that when they stand before God, we will all be judged according to our works, both the living and the dead, sure. the believer and the unbeliever, sure. and each will, be, each will be repaid according to his works. You see that Jesus, or that God is a righteous judge who doesn't rule, you know, unfairly and without, um, uh, I mean, he can't take bribes. He, 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 he doesn't. He's a just judge. A just judge. Thank you. I'm, I'm like, I can't think of what the word is. Yeah, yeah. he's a just judge. And but at the same token, on the other side of the equation, why on earth would Jesus tell his disciples go into the world and preach the gospel to everyone? And why is it saying that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father? And, except and then through Matthew me. seven thirteen through fourteen, where wide is the gate and narrow is the way yes. that leads into <laughs> salvation. Now you see where my conundrum and, is. And this is the part where it's like, <laughs> and then, then it's like, okay, so if if it's better for for unbelievers to not hear about Jesus because sure. then they might have a chance of being saved. Should we just shut our mouths and go on with our lives? Sure. But then, at the same token, beautiful are the feet who preach good news. And so you go back and forth on this. Now, I think Romans, because Romans 1 talks about the fact that God created this way and mankind started creating the created rather than the creator. We see that there's neither, like, there's no difference between a Gentile and a Jew because all have sin. Right. Or righteousness can be found in Jesus. And then Romans 10 gets to, or Romans 8 talks about that's the big passage about election and the fact mm-hmm. that God chooses both good and evil to do what he wants to do where he chose Israel. Romans right? 8, Romans 9. Oh, Romans 9, Romans, Romans 9, Romans 9. 9. But then you get to Romans 10, and it literally says, um, I want to make sure I, I, I quote it verbatim, where it says, uh, everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame because if you confess with your mouth, because this is the message that we proclaim, so anyone who confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you're like, hold up, Paul. Did, did, did you just get confused in your own writing? Yeah. Right. Wait a second. Weren't you just saying? <laughs> so it's like, how does this work? And then it's like, okay, so if someone could, you know, be saved or redeemed, uh, uh, um, this is going to sound really bad. I want to remove the word saved. Let's just say come into right standing with God again. Cause that's what salvation brings sure. us. It brings us into the right relationship with God, the father. So we can appear sure. before him and be part of uh, adopted into his family as his children. Right? So what are we safe? We're safe from 
hell and destruction. We're saved for good works and we're saved in order so that God may glorify himself in that, you know, Mm -hmm. good, 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 good reformed Baptist right there. Sure. So you see all of this and it's like, but let me throw a little monkey wrench into your, your thought process and continue. What do we do with Hebrews 11 then with those who had never heard the gospel because Christ had not come to earth yet, but righteousness was counted to him. Right. Exactly. So, on the one side, and, and this is where I hear the conversation of what was the point of Jesus's death if, and this is what I was what I was leaning into is the fact of you can you can end up having a right relationship with God by experiencing Him through nature and creation, and and I think some of the the, the conversation is what is the gospel, and I don't know if we need to properly define that because I think so many people have used and abused the word gospel and the gospel is just greek for good news right what's the good news the good news is the fact that jesus is the messiah the promised one that god came down to redeem his creation and that you know that and then the good news continues where he becomes the cosmo like the cosmological king of the entire universe and runs the entire thing and one day will reestablish his throne on earth right that's that's the that's the good news of it's, the gospel. It's the kingdom of God coming. Right. So coming what? Down. So the good news that God created a world that will one day be restored is that what we see on the trees in the cloud? Because even the Bible says even creation groans right. for its restoration. Sure. So when we when we ask this question of what is what is the gospel and what happens to those people who hear or who never hear the gospel what happens to them or what about those people who have heard the gospel but have heard a counterfeit like i think of these people right and i actually beth and i had this conversation this past week of you think of of mormons who are because back this up a little farther growing up i was always told if someone is truly trying to find god someone will appear in their lives and direct them towards god you see that with ethiopian eunuch right right where philip just or cornelius same yeah, thing. you see, you see Philip, Peter. You see Philip showing up with the Ethiopian eunuch just in the middle of the desert. You see, uh, you see Peter in a vision being told to go to Cornelius. Right. There are people out there who are like, God, if you're real, just show yourself to me. And then all of a sudden, a Mormon or Jehovah Witness knocks on the door, and they're trying to find and seek after God, and they understand that Jesus is the Christ. But Mormon and Jehovah Witness has so many things wrong about it. And then you even hear of of Catholics where the fact of Catholics believe the same. The, the 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 same story of of Jesus and and his creation and his coming to earth and his 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 um sacrifice his sacrificial death to pay the penalty for our sin and then re- resurrecting again to show that he was God and that he defeated death but the church says you know Jesus yes paid the G- Jesus Jesus settled our payment of of what our sin causes to have that separation sure. from God however Salvation is found through coming through the church, the established rule of the church. That's where salvation is lied. It's lied in uh, Jesus. Jesus unlocked the door, but you still have to walk through the church in order to receive that salvation for that. So it's like you hear of all mm-hmm. these different conversations where, well, and, and and they trust in, but that's what I'm saying. But like the 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 Lord's Supper, the, the all the sacraments and the penance that that Catholics do, mm-hmm. that keeps them in a right relationship with God. And the church is what opens the door to that, and so, but 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 you know, I, I think Catholicism is a different conversation. But I think if right. someone who's looking after God, and they happen to find a Mormon and they they follow that path, I look at that and I wonder, what is God going to do with that? Is He going to judge the teacher, or is He going to judge the student? 
Well, again, I go back to Romans 1 where it says his invisible attributes, that is his eternal power and divine nature, have clearly been seen since the creation of the world. And a Mormon will agree with you on that. Being understood that uh, what he has made, as a result, people will be without excuse. So I, I don't know if it's... Each indiv- I think I think it would have to be all right. I'm just going to throw opinion time out here. Yeah, right? I mean we're at that point, and I am not dogmatic on what I believe right now. Okay, I just w- I want to make that known because. Well, I, I think we need to make sure before someone turns us off. We believe that salvation is through Jesus, right? And Jesus is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. We yes. cannot receive salvation except through Jesus. Jesus. Now, the, but then the question becomes: Is is Jesus's sacrificial death on the cross? payment enough where if someone is elect but never hears the name of Jesus can be part of God's adoptive well, family. Well, we know that Jesus' death paid for the sins all of, sin. Right. All sin. Past, present, future. All right. sin. Now, but did that did his death now apply to even unbelievers? Like so that's part of the Calvinism I, conversation. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my thought press process behind this, right? Okay. Again, I could be wrong, but I also look at all the people that all the the great preachers and pastors that I follow and their thoughts on the subject and every one of them goes, well, I'm not dogmatic on my, my approach either. I could be wrong or I could be right. I could, this mm. is how we all seem to be uh, because we really don't know until we get to heaven and we see what happens. I mean, I, I can't fully be like, I stand firm on this. This is the way it is. Um, but my thought process is if Jesus paid for all sins, right? And then Hebrews talks about the ones you know Abraham, David, all these guys that the the hall of faith, the heroes of faith, right? Mm-hmm. That it was counted as righteousness to him. I go back to Abraham, right? Abraham's father was an idol maker, so Abraham was told to leave her, right? According according to Jewish customs, Abraham's father was an idol maker, and like he made the idols that they everybody worshipped in Ur, and so this is one of the reasons why. Abraham was commanded to to basically get away from his family and move to a place because he was seeking out the true God, right? Not knowing he could, he was surrounded by idols, being taught all these idols probably all of his life, but knowing that he was seeking the true God, right? And mm-hmm. so he sought out true God. God met him where he was at and walked with him through life until the end of his life. And Jesus paid for all the the missteps along the way, but he sought out the true God, right? He sh- sought out and had a relationship with the Father. Now, part of that is election, in my opinion, right? Predestination election. Okay. Because I'm a Calvinist, and that's where, the way I roll. So Abraham was chosen for a purpose, and his purpose was that the seed of the woman, right? Adam and Eve, the seed of the woman would come through the line of Abraham. He was chosen for that purpose. Um, and so God met him with this intention in mind, knowing all things, knowing the future, and met him where he was at and walked with him through that. Um, I believe there are tons of instances, and I've heard of, of all sorts of testimonies from people of like people of the Muslim faith where where they have dreams. Where they have dreams. And that's of a very Jesus. it's very prominent amongst Muslims for whatever reason that they have these dreams of Jesus and then Well, because that's about their faith. faith. That's that's about how Right, because that's the that's, work. that's the big staple. And I think that stuff is true, man. I do too, and they come to be Christians because of this dream that they have about Jesus. I believe that that God is meeting them where they're at. They're seeking the true, the true God, and God meets them right mm-hmm. through through a dream or through a circumstance or whatever it may be. That God, it goes back to that that scripture, and I can't remember it right now about how the Holy Spirit leads and guides and directs our steps, right? 
And so the, the Holy Spirit is taking certain people on a certain path, and God meets them on that path and, sh- and reveals himself in a way that they that is personal to that person, and they know that, hey, this is, this is the true God right here. And through circumstances, then they find Christ, and they believe on Jesus as the Lord and Savior, and they go to the Father through him, just as uh, Romans, or as uh, uh, John 14 says. So that's my thought process. That's where I stand. I think that those who have not heard the gospel right now, that there has been some sort of opportunity, if they are part of the elect, that uh, they've heard the gospel and they are they are found um, or they, they come to know Christ. And then there's a group of people that just aren't or they've been offered, you know, it's it's God's will that none should perish, but all should uh, come to him that that it was presented to them and they rejected it. I mean, <laughs> that's that's the best way I can wrap my mind around it, reading these scriptures out that we're all without excuse God reveals himself to everyone um, and that the only way to be saved is is by believing through Jesus through the gospel and the gospel is the kingdom of God come to earth the good news and um, that's Jesus and so through whatever path it would eventually lead them to finding Christ. Yeah, I, I pulled up an article really quickly and I haven't been able to dissect all of it. Um, like I, I was reading through David Platt's article on from from you know David Platt probably one of the greatest proponents of modern day missions. I mean, he he led a church that sent hundreds of people to the mission field. He was the president of the International Mission Board for the Southern Baptists and to this day he runs the radical like like he runs what's called radical.net and they do un, like underground church all the different things. And I think it's a true statement to ask ask the question why on earth would Jesus, though, say, you know, no man comes to the Father except through me, which means they have to go through Jesus. They have to, to believe to in Jesus. They have to. Well, right. That, but if they've never heard of Jesus, and this is where some people come up with the idea of, is is there a second chance beyond eternity for those who have never That's where heard, purgatory comes, right? You know? that's no, that's not purgatory. That's completely I different. That's where no, purgatory, purgatory is just where you, you 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 get the rest of your sin purified, so you can no, be purified I, to step into the I presence. know what purgatory is. Right. I'm saying this is where they, the, the second chance ability to hear about Christ is where the purgatory thought comes from. Uh, no, that comes from the Apocrypha, and it's just the fact of it's just purifying you because you can't stand before a holy God until all your sins are burned off. Okay, I've heard it differently. I've heard no. it's because of the this this story right here of uh they haven't heard the gospel but they follow the good way of, of the best laws morality mm. wise that they could and so they're given a second chance in purgatory to learn about Jesus. Right. So the the question is is you know like David Platt says this is from an extra from a servant he says all people know God. Point 2 all people reject reject true knowledge of God. There are no innocent people in the world. All people are condemned for rejecting God. Right. And then the practical ramifications is, is what are all the ramifications of this? If someone gets a quote unquote eternal pass simply because they have not heard of Jesus, then that would completely deter the missionary enterprise of the church. If the people in the middle of the jungle of Africa are headed to heaven because they never heard the name of Jesus, yeah. then the worst thing we could do for them is tell them about him. Right. Knowing about Jesus would only increase their chances of condemnation. Right. Clearly, this is not a biblical worldview. We are repeatedly instructed to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Yep. Great commission. And the fact that apart from Christ, all people stand guilty before God and destined for hell means that mission is 
urgent. And, you know, I heard a rebuttal from a, an atheist on TikTok, and they basically said that uh, Christians say they believe in hell, but if they really believed in hell, they would not sleep, eat, have kids, whatever, because if they have kids, that's a chance for them to go to hell. And right. then on top of that, uh, they would need to be telling everybody and grabbing as many souls along as they can for them. Well, but then on the flip side, you see that, again, God is a just judge, and God, Jesus will come back and judge the living and the dead, and Christ's sacrifice is sufficient for salvation. But 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 there's also so many places where the gospel is spreading like wildfire sure. and like crazy, and you hear of all these different testimonies. And so you hear these people who have shut themselves off from the world and worship the created rather than the creator. Right. And I think that's where some of the question is, is a lot of people, if they're looking for the creator behind the created, they don't always find it. But then sometimes when they, they want to start seeking who this creator is, this creator God is not just the trees or the wind or the, the you know, Elsa, the, the fire spirit and the right. earth spirit and the wind spirit and the water spirit and all these right. different things. Is, is that where, where all this comes in? So, so I'm asking the question of what happens to those who never hear the gospel. Uh, I don't know. Well, let me let me come back because I just had a thought, right? I don't, I don't know, but I mean, I don't know how to process all that. Sure. Go ahead. Track with me for a second. Right, so, I'm tracking. I'm tracking. Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned, right? So God being a just God, right? We talked about God being the just God. Right. Would have to deal... Because he's just, it's his nature. He has to he has to punish it, right? There's only one way he cannot punish a sin, and that's his son paid the price, right? Mm-hmm. And the person puts on the the covering, right? The the Christ pitches his tent over however you want to word it, over the person that is has come to to know and believe in him, right? And so God doesn't see them in their sin. God sees his son, right? This is, this is, uh, a, 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 I don't even know what the word is for it. It's an analogy. Thank you. Uh, there, you go, there you go. It's an analogy that gets used a lot in, in church. So all have sinned. If you believe in Jesus, because he's the way, the truth, and the life, God sees not you, but his son, and does no longer see the sin because the sin has been covered completely washed away by his son on you and you've accepted that gift um but he still has to deal with the sin because he's just it's like i can't not convict a murderer of murder because they murdered like just because they didn't hear about that's actually not giving justice to the family who lost their loved one because of the murder you know like you're like oh show mercy on this person but what about justice for that person right so uh, he has to deal with it so either he's taking it out Jesus goes, hey, I'll take the punishment because he said that I could take his punishment. So Christ takes the punishment. But for the one who says, uh, I'm going to figure it out on my own, or the one who hasn't heard about this person, he's still going to have to deal with the punishment. So I think, I think there's, (laughs) it's so hard. Because like right now, I even think about my own kids aren't guaranteed salvation, right? Your kids aren't guaranteed salvation. Uh, I've got family siblings that that I don't know I can't guarantee their salvation right I can the only person that I can say hey is saved or not saved is myself 
right? Because I have to be honest with myself and examine myself and go, am I truly surrendered to God and following God? Right. I can't say that for anybody else in this world because it's a personal relationship. And so for me, I can answer the question, right? But for anybody else, I can't answer that question. My own wife could be, you know, just being a goody two-shoe on the outside for for all I know, because I don't know her heart, right? I mean, I, I know her heart because it's my wife, but I don't right, know. But, you know I mean? but right, I, I know what you're saying. You're tracking with me at least. Yep. <laughs> so, um, but I think that all have sinned, and that sin has to be dealt with one way or the other. Either either God deals with it because he sees the, the price that Christ paid for that person, or they say, no, I reject that gift that Christ gave, and, and I take it myself. So, so track with this, you know, all right, I'm tracking. train of thought. Again, we're, we're fleshing all this out. Because this is the question that I think about a lot of times, right? So, all right, God created, and this is, this is a, the problem of pain and suffering and the problem of, uh, I, I, I guess this would be the problem of determinism, right? That everything okay. was just predetermined before the foundation of the world for all this, where okay. God creates everything, sure. right? So, therefore... God can do with his creation whatever he wants to do because he is the creator. We are the clay. He is the potter. He can do whatever he wants with us, right? Right. Still tracking? Yep. If the potter has no use for the clay, he can just get rid of the clay, right? Sure. And it just, it doesn't, nothing happens to it. It's just, it's done. It's just over. Like it's thrown away. It's, it's burnt up. It, It just, he doesn't use it anymore. There's nothing wrong with that piece of clay. It's just the potter decides not to use it. And because the potter wants to do this, and the same idea with a with 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 this coffee cup that I'm holding, there's parts of this that had to be stripped off and cut off in order to create this. Sure, right. And we think about that in terms of inanimate objects, and we're like, okay, yeah, 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 that's cool. But if we picture that with humans, where God created the earth and God created humans, God can use humans in His creation however He wants to use right. it. So why, if He wants to use some of it for good and some of it for evil and some of it just kind of a like, it, it's not good, it's not evil, but it's just kind of a, eh. And then he gets rid of the bad, and he keeps the good. Why should the bad suffer eternal conflict and damnation and torment? And, you know, the 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 the, the, the all they, they want out of life is for the fires of the lake of fire to be quenched because it's so agonizing and painful. Why would God do that? Why, why would God create a perfect earth, let it, literally let it go to hell, and then because of that, they go to hell and but suffer plan, for forever. But, but planned it from the beginning. Right. And so that a lot of people go, I'm I, I don't want to believe that crap. I'm out. And a right. lot of people believe that. And and, and I not think, believe it, but a lot of people struggle with it and then well, they're walk of, away. A lot of Christians avoid talking about the subject because if we really track down, that's where we're gonna end up, is that right. And and so if we but that's why a lot of people end with and and there's some sign and I know there's argumentation for um Oh, what, what, there's, you know, eternal torment and suffering for forever. There's just torment for a time where it's like, yeah, you're going to be in there for forever. But then when it's cast in like a fire, it eats everything. And then just, you become no more. Um, and then there's also when you die, like that's it. I can't think of what that's, I got, yeah. I got the quick purpose again. I, I can't think what that's actually called. It's actually a actual theological term. Yeah. I can't um, think of it. I know what you're talking about though. I'm trying to, it's, it's not you. abolitionism cause that's alcohol, right? Yes. Yeah. So, but I, I can't think uh, annihilationism, where the fact of when you're dead, 
that's just it. You're no more. Right. And that's a more just way to look at it where it's like, yes, the, 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 when you die, you become no more. And those who live, live with God and on perfect earth for forever. That seems more just and more fair. And there, there are some biblical credences to that, but there's also a lot of biblical credences to the other side of what hell actually is. Right. And so it's like, how do we handle that where I look at it? And I, this is my question. I feel like Job right now where I'm questioning God and all this. And then God goes, um, this is my universe. Where were you when I created all this? So sit down and shut your mouth. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, God, I can't shut my mouth because I got kids I'm thinking about. Right. I got siblings I'm thinking about. I have aunts and uncles I'm thinking about. I have people that... Let's just be honest. I don't really like that. I still think about, and so it's like, how can I not think about these things? And as a Christian, I firmly believe that the God of the Bible is the true creator of the creator. The true, I said that really weird. The true creator of the world, sure. And by him, all things consist. And one day, God, Jesus will come back, and he's already on his throne. But he'll come back and establish his throne on earth. And I fully believe that will happen. But I honestly do struggle with. What will happen to those who don't believe? Because it's the, the this is going to sound really bad. It's it doesn't hurt as bad to think of oh if they just say no to God when they die that's just it you live you die that's it that's that's an easier pill to swallow than you never knew God you never heard the name of Jesus now now we're talking about people who heard the name of Jesus said no I'm out I ain't, I ain't believing that crap that's a different conversation but for people who have never heard they never had a chance. To just all of a sudden, like, you have to suffer for the end of time because, sorry, no one went over there and talked to you. Mm. Even though God is the one who calls people and elects people and choose people to do it. And this is where my head all of a sudden goes, I want to take a nap because this is exhausting. You know, and there's evidence for inclusivism. There's evidence for exclusive, 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 exclusivism, exclusivism. And, you know, I think it actually does matter and some people ask the question of uh, i'm looking at a blog post from the, the gospel coalition where it says you know still one may wonder is an exclusivism unfair and it says though it may feel that way at times in the final analysis we must trust the wisdom of an unfathomably good and merciful god perhaps uh, perhaps this answer sounds like a cop-out but it's not it's the posture of humility after all it's not our place to subject the creator to our finite and fallen notions of fairness like our our definition of what's fair our task is to take him at his word and trust his heart. His way are higher than in, in desire, or his ways are higher and different than ours. Psalm 55, 8 through 9. He needs no counselor, for he is good in what he does. Psalm 119, 68 and Romans eleven thirty four. The judge of all the earth will do right. Genesis 18, 25. And above all, we must stare at Calvary, the summit of wisdom, and the intersection of justice and love. There on a Roman tree, the judge of all the earth hung in the place of the rebels who wanted nothing to do with him. That's the same article I read. Yeah, <laughs> That's and where a lot like, of this stuff came from. <laughs> but then I read David Platt where it's like, you know, the only thing we can determine out of all of this is the fact of they are going to go to hell, so you better get your butts out there and do something well, about look, it. Let me, I'm going to land my portion of it because we're coming up on, on an hour. Dang, I don't even know if we can land this yet because we haven't landed on anything, I feel like. Well, that's, I told you. I, <laughs> but I feel like we need some answers, right? So, so I'm going to read R.C. Sproul. Let me, let me just read this real fast. Which is, he's as reformed as it comes. He says, now let's look back at the original question. Does God send people to hell that have never heard of Jesus? God never punishes people for rejecting Jesus if they've never heard of Jesus. When I say that, people breathe a sigh of relief and say, then we'd be better not to tell anybody about Jesus because somebody might reject him. Then they'll really... Uh, 
then they're really in deep trouble. Uh, but again, there are other reasons to go to hell. To reject God the Father is a very serious thing, and no one will be able to say on that day, I didn't know that you existed because God has revealed himself plainly. Now, the Bible makes it clear that people desperately need Christ. God may grant his mercy unilaterally at some point, but I don't have any reason to have much hope in that. I think we have to pay serious attention to the passionate command of Christ to go to the whole world, to every living creature, and to tell them about Jesus. And I think that that's where I've got to land my portion of the plane is that I don't know. I cannot confidently say beyond 100%, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that people will get a chance if they've never heard of Jesus. I don't. I can't. I, there's too much scripture that says that there could, there's a possibility it could be because God has made himself plainly known and that no man will have an excuse, right? So however that works out, I have to, I have to trust that God knows what he's doing because his ways are higher than his, my ways and his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And who am I to question the creator of all things? I don't understand it, but I also know that my 10-pound brain only uses about, what, 10% of it to actually think, if not less. I can't remember what exactly percentage we use of our brains. Yeah, but, uh, it's like 3% or 10% or whatever it is. Well, it's, I drink it's a, caffeine. I feel like I use 300%. It's a Woo! stupid low amount. I know that. And I know that God created my mind, right? Right, And he created every little working organism and cell and down to the molecules. And Fuller, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, my friend. I, I, why is that? Because <laughs> God says oh, so. Oh, exactly. And so, <laughs> and so I, I, I don't know all the inner workings of everything, nor will I ever claim that I do. I just know the importance of what I see is that if it is true, right, if people do go to eternal punishment if they don't hear Jesus. How much more should I get out there and proclaim Jesus? Well, and what does what does God command us to do? He tells us to teach our sons and our daughters the ways right. of the Lord. He, t- right. he calls us to love our neighbor. You know, we see the disciples traveling everywhere that they want, selling them the good news of the Messiah is here. Right. Now, and that's what I always tell, uh, I always told my teens, and this took away a lot of the fear of evangelism is the fact of we don't save anybody. Right. I always say we don't save nobody, right. which is bad grammar, I know, but it, it came across. We don't save grammar. nobody. But seriously, we save nobody. We right. don't. And it's God who does the saving. It's yep. what what is what are we called to do? Plant the seed. Well, well, not even that. Our job is to always be prepared to give a defense for the hope that right. we have. Right. And our job is to follow Christ in everything we do, and that's to love our neighbor as ourself. We're called to tell them that the that the Messiah is here, and this is how you can have a relationship and be part of God's family again. Right, that's our job. We got to be the ambassador. Right, we're the we're ambassador. The, we're we're to the, the representative world. to the world on behalf of God. That's what we're called to do. And we're called to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Right, as disciples. Right, and if we believe that God is good, just, and merciful. It's up to it, it's up to Him and do it. Which I know some people struggle with. I don't want to. I don't want to take the plane off again, but. Maybe this is a conversation for another day. When people read the Old Testament, they look at it and go, well, from here, it doesn't look like God's very good or gracious or merciful, so mm-hmm. how can I trust that? Which, you know, uh, some people talk about, and I'll, I'll just touch on this really, really, really fast. They look at how the Israelites were supposed to go in and slaughter all the Canaanites, right? Sure. And we look at that, and we're like, man, where's the justice in that, yo? Like, like God, you're supposed to be all love and merciful and gracious. You, you, you told your people to go literally commit genocide? And for us in our culture— we praised 
World War II people for shutting down concentration camps because they were doing all these things to the Christians and to the Jews and to the to the the um, African Americans, to the African Americans, to the Gypsies, right? And the um, and all these different things. And we're like, yo, where's the justice? We look in, we look here in America, and we're like, yo, where's the justice? We look other places, we go, yo, where's the justice? And God goes, Canaan. I'm going to give you justice because they were sacrificing babies. They were like girls were literally thrown and they weren't even sex slaves. They were temple worship prostitutes. You want to go worship right. the God, go have fun with that person. And then that per- and then there's just a train effect. And right. it's just like, you look at this and you're like, this is the grossest thing humanity has ever done. And God's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah. There's a Abraham reason why. Like, there's a reason why I destroy these things. And, and and it got down to Abraham's like, if I can find one righteous person, and God's like, yeah, you go do good, that. Good luck. And and there was no righteous person to be found. Right. And so, what does that mean? And yeah. how does God going to punish Again, that? There was a point in time where only eight people were found righteous upon the entire earth, and God said, in the last days, right. Whatever your eschatology belief is, in the last days, it will be as bad as it was in the days of Noah, right? Well, there was only eight, eight righteous people in the days of Noah, so there's not going to be a whole lot of righteousness going on in it's this true. world when he comes to destroy it. And so I think what we need to focus on is what are what are we called to do in the body? And if you're listening right now, I'm, I'm not giving this a cop out. If you're listening right now, you're watching here right now on YouTube, and you feel called to go overseas, to start a church plant, to go into the unreached people groups, and God's calling you to do that, go no. for it. God called us to start a podcast to right. encourage and equip, you know, and he doesn't believers. call he doesn't call everybody to podcast or to go. Sometimes no. he just calls you to just influence the people that are in your life. Right. And, and I love the Mother Teresa quote is, if you want to go change the world, go home and love your family. There you go. Because we're called to do that. Now, we're not called to settle because we're called to go love our neighbors. Right. We're called to not just sit on our hands. We're not just called to sit on our hands and do nothing like the Thessalonians right. that we talked about last episode. We're called to, you know, beautiful are the feet to spread the good news, go in the gospel and or go into all the world and preach the gospel. Love your neighbor as yourself. Actually put some feet behind your behind your faith. Get involved and actually love the widow and orphan and, and, and their distress, which is why we've had so many orphan cares and foster care agencies and people yep. that way, uh, back-to-back ministries, Little Neighbors of Paraguay, um, Andrew Wood down at Knoxville Hope. Beth, I mean, heck, I married a woman who fostered Ambassadors five kids. football. Ambassadors, yeah, ambassadors. Like, so we have all these ministries where if you don't feel, if, if I don't want to say feel called, that's not true. Pray about it. But, you know, we're called to give financially to support these people, but we're also not just called to sit on our butts. We're called to go do something. And, right. and that's why I love Beth's old church's we will statements. We will not just give our money, but we will give ourselves. And that's what we're called to do. And, but sometimes it's called to love your city. Sometimes it's called to love your community. Sometimes it's called to just love your church family. Sometimes it's literally you're called like Jim Elliott and Nate Saint to, you know, study biblical languages because you have a heart for this. You have a heart for college kids. Whatever God is calling you to do, you have to answer the call. Right. You know, and I know there's someone out there listening out there in podcast land where you're like, you know what, maybe maybe I do need to go to Bible college and study missions and studied some other language because someone needs to hear the gospel. Someone's got to hear the good news about Jesus. It changed my life. I want to go change somebody else's. And I'd encourage you to go after it and get it. And some people right now in podcast land are going, that ain't me. And to those people, I would say, hey, anybody in your family not saved? Is there anybody in your school, in your job? Is there anybody, you don't even have to preach at them. Just be 
the ambassador of Christ. And that's what I would say is just the fact of, I mean, you might need to look at yourself and just go, am I being a good representative right. of Jesus? Because some people walk away from the quote unquote, walk away from the church because of the Christians. Right. Yeah. So, so are you Don't representing, be, are, you mixed are you letting your light so shine before men that they see your mm. good works and glorify your father in heaven? Matthew five sixteen. My, Preach it. my favorite. Love it. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, we don't always have to proclaim, but we always have to represent. Well, I would say we're always called to proclaim and represent. Well, there's always a time and a place to proclaim, right? But you have to be wise as, you have to be wise as a serpent and gentle Har- as a harmless dove. Harmless as a dove. Right. So, so to end the conversation, at the end of the day, we have to trust that God's ways are higher than ours, and he will take care of what he is going to take care of, which is kind of weird for us to think about, to put our entire destiny and fortune and future and hands of something that created us and gave us that destiny and fortune. That just seems weird because we seem like, you know, like the problem is not to, not to rehash everything, but let's rehash it. But the problem is, is that we thought we knew better by doing the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and it brought upon sin. And so we still think we still hold on to that. We know better than God when we don't know Jack controls control. We don't know Jack. I mean, can can anybody out there tell me how the universe works completely, wholeheartedly, like down to the microscopic molecule? Because I don't think anybody can. I just don't. I don't. I think the best scientists have tried, and I think they're continuing to try, but they can't tell me what's two trillion billion light years away. What's going on out there? I don't think anybody can. So when you look at the universe, you realize how small you are. Right. And again, if God is good and he desires justice and he desires, you know, mercy and he desires grace and, and this is what he's called to do. We need to put our faith and trust in that and do what we're called to do. Sure. Yeah. So I think that's a good way to end it. All right. So let's end it. Time for fun facts with February. <laughs> Father, give the people what they want, bro. It's they a sh- want a fun fact. It's a short fun fact, but it kind of falls into the theme of wow, oh. this is kind of crazy. You like? I accidentally read the one word, so I don't know what it is. Okay. I just know it's about that's, thunderstorms. That's right. So each <laughs> each year, sixteen million thunderstorms happen around the world. Whoa! And at any given moment, there are about two thousand thunderstorms in progress on Earth. On Earth. So now, isn't that crazy? So so what I'm hearing is is the fact of all these Midwestern dads are putting on their New Balances, you know, cracking up a cracking up a cold one to go watch the tornado happen somewhere. Hold, hold my beer. <laughs> There's a tornado come, dude. I remember the first tornado, really serious warning that we had back when I was living in Scottsdale. Literally, I Midwest dad the snot out of it. Like like it literally it destroyed the um, daycare center. Not even a half right. mile down the road. My whole family was in the bathroom, in the bathtub. I said, y'all good? I'm cool. going out I'm to watch. Go watch. Yep. <laughs> and it wasn't just me. Every but time. every single neighborhood dad, we were just all chatting, standing there with our arms crossed going, oh, it's is that favorite. coming this way? It's my favorite thing. Is, is that coming this way now? I don't know if that's coming this you way know, or not. I'd probably, I'd probably crap my drawers a little bit <laughs> if like one was coming right at me. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm always out looking for it and be like, all right, where's it at? Where's it at? Janine, where's my red shoes? I got to take my heels. Where's my red shoes? There's no Just, place I come. <laughs> Speaking of home, guys, we are so glad that you found a home with us on Real Talk Christian Podcast. So many of you guys have told us lately, you found us on Spotify. Thank you, Spotify. So just looking for Christian podcasts. But if this podcast has been encouragement to you, we want you to share this show and these episodes with somebody you love who would love to have these conversations. Just like the review that we read just a little bit ago from Todd. Todd, yeah. Todd. 
or he listened to him and shares them with his wife, yo, that's the best place to grow the podcast. So do us a favor. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rate on Spotify. Follow us on Instagram. Interact with us on social media. Leave us an email. Leave us a voicemail. Share, 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 share stuff. Don't forget about our uh, 100th review giveaway. If you're in that 100, we're going to pick from that those 100 people. To study get together, Bible, study baby. Study Bible. And then we're also getting ready to do I think we might have already You know what? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna going say. to say it. We're going to try to, how about we even try to, like, you know, put the little name on the Bible. That'd be pretty dope, Ooh, too. Oh, like, yeah. yeah I'm, down with, I'm down with that, that clown. That would be legit. But, you know, you can find all the information for everything over at Real Talk Christian Podcast. Dot com. Look for our beautiful faces, and you know you was in the right spot. Anything else before we let these beautiful people go fuller? And just have a blessed day. I love it, man. Well, hey, guys, until next time, then. Take it easy.